0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBets, bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. welcome to the green light podcast Mm.
1: the Birdman's on today tony hawk he joins us on everything skateboarding we're talking tricks ollies madonnas mctwists and of course the 900 tony's documentary until the wheels fall off is out on hbo right now we go through his career favorite moments fame at a young age owning a house in high school Going broke with the skateboarding dive in the mid nineties and then the reemergence of skateboarding via the X games and YouTube. And Tony gives Chris a couple code breaks when Chris takes Wayland to the skate park. That's actually where they are right now. They just took off, ended of the interview, Chris grabbed his board and skated right down to the park. He's Nolly Trey flipping all over the
0: place now. needs no introduction uh tony hawk is with us tony how you doing i'm good thank you what's your day-to-day like
1: oh wow it it varies greatly (laughs) uh let's see today um we are well i'm i'm doing this with you yeah um thank you for finding the time
0: man this is a this is a treat
1: of course uh well i got my daughter off to school this morning yeah Um, tried to catch up on communication. I'm here in my office, as you can see behind me Yeah, and, uh, doing something with you, doing something with Anna Ferris after this. Nice. And then, um, my ramp is just to my left. So I'm going to try to get on the ramp before my daughter gets out of school. And that's a pretty mellow day.
0: Yeah. So you still get time to get on the ramp. That's
1: like daily though. That that's like a, that's like a leisure day for me. Okay.
0: Nice. Well, I was I was gonna ask you like I know you're you're big on like posting the interactions you have with fans, and this may or oh, may yeah. not go well, but we've we haven't met. We've been right next to each other. Uh, it was at Black Keys, I think, at Bonnaroo. Oh, wow. Do you remember going to Bonnaroo and seeing Black Keys, or was that Coachella? Coachella. It was Coachella. I was right next to you at Coachella. Yeah. 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 So, we, uh, was, were my kids there? I don't know, man. I tried not to like stare. Were, were we
1: close to the stage or away from the stage? We were up
0: in VIP, like in the front. Like, you know okay, how they have the yeah, roped off? No
1: kids. The, I, I took my kids to Coachella when they were young <laughs> and a little intimidated. Yeah. And at some point, I found that we were on the very outside of the crowd. The yeah. Black Keys played that year, too. Yeah. But at some point, I was like, you guys, we're not really in the concert here when we're so far
0: away from the stage. But um, yeah, I was there with my wife. Well, it's like flying your kids private or something. It's like, this is not how it is. Like we we got to go in the belly <laughs> yeah, we got to get yes. in the belly of the beast for you to say you're really at a show. Um, yeah, and that, that was yeah. the Tupac hologram year, I think. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that yes. I quit Coachella. It just it just. I mean, I was I was in my prime as a as a party animal, and uh, the third fourth day, I was like, you guys go. I'm gonna stay at this house we rented. I am out of gas, and then somebody called and they're like Tupac's on, and I rushed in and saw the hologram last minute. So I'll, I'll never forget that for two reasons. I met Tony Hawk, and I saw Tupac. Um,
1: all right, so <laughs> we both saw Tupac. <laughs> I actually met
0: Tupac. Did you really?
1: I did, yeah. Was he cool? Um he was so cool. It was it was really and and my one of my biggest regrets in life is that I took a picture with my then girlfriend of him and her and okay. didn't think to just hand her the camera.
0: <laughs> what a good guy. I mean, that's <laughs> but, <interesting. laughs> I hope she has the picture. Oh yeah. No, I, I kept,
1: well, uh, over the years, she's, she's actually, she's the mother of my first child, Riley. Uh, okay. Yeah. And over the years I kept telling her, I go, you got to find that. It's going to be like, y- your kids are going to freak out. She has other kids. I was like, your kids are going to freak out. If you ever find that she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And she finally found it. And every year her kids post that picture of her for her birthday.
0: That's so good, man. That's so good. <laughs> Who's the most like shocking person you've met. That's like really into your stuff.
1: Oh wow. Um I guess what I didn't realize was that Pharrell was such a hardcore skater yeah, in his youth. Sense. You know, really down to like to to the nitty-gritty of tricks and getting into the weeds and stuff like that. So um, you know, it seemed like there have been a, a there are plenty of musicians, celebrities that try to attach themselves to skating because somehow that it's cool now. It looks cool. Which is <laughs> is crazy to me. Well, yeah. cause when I was a kid, it was the furthest thing from cool you could do. Yeah. So to think that now the cool kids are skaters or the cool kids in school are skaters is still just seems wild. And so when I saw Pharrell talking about skating, I, I talked to him for a bit and I realized, like, oh, no, he really was. He was an outcast skater. He was—he started skating when it was not cool and when you were made fun of it, um, especially in his area. So uh, I, yeah, I applaud I mean, him for that.
0: He's from Virginia. He's from two, three from hours Virginia, away from yeah. me. And I was kind of wondering this, like, y'all started way back, I mean, what, in the, the early 80s um, or whenever you started, you're 13 years old or whatever you are. Like you guys kind of dictated not only the sports popularity, but the culture, like what people wear, how they act. Like to me from the outside looking in, I'm wondering when y'all kind of kicked this whole thing off, were there other regions that people were skating in and y'all beat them to punch or was it just y'all?
1: Um... There were pockets of skating, yeah, uh, mostly in the U.S., but some all over the world. I think what it is is that the, the skating was born mostly in Southern California. Right. And so the industry was there, especially in the beginning. In the 80s, there was no social media. So, so the industry, the magazines, the photographers, the skaters were all sort of moving west to try to make a go at it. And then when you would get photos or stuff in the magazines, the magazines wouldn't get to other areas for months. Yeah. So we were ahead of the curve only by default not because other people weren't skating it was just more like this is this is what the progression of skating is and everyone else is finding about it later and and like in Europe they're finding out about it a year later.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I know. It's it's I, I was thinking about it today kind of like you know, you know the clothes, the you know the kind of slang or whatever what whatever you, you want to pick out of the whole bag. Yeah, like,
1: I, I I think it just, it wouldn't have been so closely associated with punk rock music. Right. That's, that's what I feel like. And, and, and they're so intertwined, especially in the early eighties. I mean, that was when I would go to the skate park, I was young, but that was the soundtrack of the skate park was, Mm -hmm. was like circle jerks, black flags, sex pistols. And so to me, that was, that was skate music.
0: You know, I'm not an athlete anymore per se. I did just join a softball league. Uh, but I'm a podcaster and to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me, but nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that I could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff, it's easy. I've been on it for six months and i love it It doesn't taste like it's super healthy which is a good thing it tastes really good it kind of has a mild tropical taste that i actually look forward to each morning this is the best option for easy optimal nutrition out there you take one scoop of ag1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. It's that simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So... Uh, documentary until the wheels fall off, you know the 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 part that struck me and probably a lot of people was you know you landing the nine hundred twenty something years ago and then doing it today uh, at your age and like as a washed up athlete and you're not washed up because you can keep doing what you're doing so it's a little bit different than pro football but like I I pulled my hamstring playing fucking softball last night so like (laughs) there's an element of like I know I can't you know you know for retired pro athletes in team sports I feel like you always wonder like could I still do it and you get to go do it what is it about the 900 25 years later 23 years later whatever it is that makes it more difficult like because I don't know how it feels to be your age and have skated a million miles. Like, is it, you know, kind of your proprioception, your balance? Is it your confidence? Is it like, you don't have that crazy ass gene you had?
1: Um, I think it's more the, the reaction time that I have now and my flexibility Yeah, because it was much harder to get to at my age. I mean, I did it, I did a few years ago, but, um, when I was younger, I was I was easier to it was easier to ball up and spin fast. And so because I can't spin as fast, I have to go higher in the air, which makes it more risky. Right. So there's some irony in that that's... in that <laughs> I, I spin slower, so I have to make it more dangerous <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> in order to go higher. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so I have to make sure that, that my speed is up every time and it's just so exhausting. And then when I go to land it. I was able to fix it easier when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? Like if something was a little off, I was turned one way or another, I could I could, oh, I could, could compensate for that. This one, I just had to take the hit and I took a bunch of hits. And I think at some point after it was about an hour of, of nonstop attempts on this last one, I felt like, all right, if I do make this, it, that's it. I'm not doing it again. Cause yeah. it wasn't like I set out to say, this is my last one. But after the end of it, it was like, why would I want to go through that again?
0: Right. Right. I mean, like, I I don't know the, the fear thing, like, are you any, you don't seem to be less fearless than you were. And that seems to be a rarity because I know like things change over your lifetime. Like, I don't know, I was crazy in my twenties and then I like got older and had kids and you know, your testosterone goes down or whatever it is, but like something yeah. clicks where you're like, I'm just not as psychotic as I was like. Do you, did you lose a little bit of that? Or are you still that crazy?
1: Um, no, I, I think my risks are much more calculated now. Yeah. And, um, and definitely I was reckless when I was younger. You know, I didn't, I just didn't think of any consequences. So there was this sort of false invincibility I had. And then as I got older and had some of my, my bigger injuries were when I was older. Um, and you start to realize your sense of mortality, you start to realize that, that you have responsibilities. I mean, I, I have kids that I, I want yeah. to be there for them. I don't want to be either gone or incapacitated. So that changes your perspective too. And, and so now I, th- I feel like I've really shifted my style and it's something that's much more technical yeah. and low impact, but allows me to still be creative. I think that that's, that was sort of the turning point for me, especially in my forties where it's like, I can still skate, I can still be considered relevant and innovative if i if i just focus on this skill set and that's
0: what i've been doing ever since yeah like retirement seems different for you like you technically retired what uh, what year was it
1: oh uh, uh 2000 99, 2000
0: so you've been out for a couple decades but like you still get to do what yeah. you love which is different than some other sports but you don't get the crowd maybe
1: uh no it's not that it's just that skateboarding is is so much more of a individual pursuit and, um, an art form as well as a sport that I like, I'm a, I, you know, I, I am capable of doing big exhibitions. Yeah. Um, and still, and, and yeah, still draw a crowd and, and still like, what I say, play the hits and yeah. do it, <laughs> doing my tricks. And, um, and that allows me to do that. I, you know, there aren't many sports, especially for retired athletes that, that could allow you to do that, except for in, an exhibition form. And I feel like a lot of athletes, and I'm sure I'm going to get to this point. They don't want to, as as my good friend Rodney Mullen says, they don't want to rot in public. Yeah. <laughs> um. That and that is literally why Rodney doesn't skate on camera or in front of people anymore. Like right. he loves doing it. He does it for hours at a time. But he's just he doesn't think he's at his full potential or what he was, and so he he just wants it to be more of a legacy.
0: It also sucks to see older guys get hurt, and I'm not calling you older because you look great, but like I'm older. You're, it's you're, okay. I'm,
1: yeah, I, I mean, like, I fully embrace that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Like you're still doing it, and I saw like uh, the Bones Brigade guys got back together and were doing some of the same stuff, and uh, you know, like I, I don't know when I see older boxers box, you know, when I see older, yeah, it's just I'm like, damn, I don't want to see that happen, and and you know, right. I don't want to see you fall. <laughs> it's like. It's just, yeah. I, you know, you feel for I hate, the I don't want to fall. Yeah, I know <laughs> I you. Don't. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I you don't. But it is part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. Um, You know, I, I heard you on Rogan talking about concussions, and yeah. you know, I think you said you've had maybe thirty of some, you know, some scale of concussion. Is that varying
1: degrees? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you, you you continue to worry about at all, or you know, like because th- this is a commonality with our with our sport? Like, there's it can be a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You can be like, damn, I'm going to lose my mind. Like that's what they say happens because of all this stuff we've done to our heads. But I feel pretty good. Um, I, I think <laughs> that
1: I, I've been a little, I've been a little more proactive in in at least researching it yeah. and um, being tested and, and, and seeing if I'm more susceptible for, uh, for CTE or for, for Alzheimer's. I mean, cause my, my mom had Alzheimer's. She passed away a few years ago, but um i i do i'm not ai i guess i'm not more at risk for those things in terms of the testing i've done and i yeah i worry about it of course absolutely i mean i can't i would you know i, I would be uh, i would be in complete denial to say i don't worry about right. it um but at the same time i do feel like our equipment has come a long way right um you know the helmet that i wore when i was a kid it was just it was just a plastic cover yeah And um, nowadays they, they literally save your life. Um, And I've hit hard in my helmet and been right back with it. Yeah. Um, So it's not like I'm relying on that, but that is a big game changer.
0: Well, yeah. Like my pops played 13 years and they played with totally different equipment. And a lot of times like they'll compare that era to, you know, what we're gonna go through after football. And, you know, I think that, you know, you gotta take into context the advances in the equipment. It's the same thing with you guys, I would imagine. Um, your your gorilla suit accident, that one looked really bad. And, you know, like- Yeah, it was, bad. It
1: was a bad day. <laughs> oh my
0: God, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I remember you saying, um, they asked me who the president was, because you, 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 you fell from how high was that right on your head? In a monkey suit.
1: Um, yeah, that loops about um uh, 14 feet.
0: Yeah, that, that probably I would imagine it hurt. I I don't know if you remember it hurting or not.
1: I remember the first my first thought when I came to, and yeah. I was obviously groggy and my the the first thing that shocked me into being lucid was um they were they were moving they were putting me in the ambulance and when they moved me up, something in my hip was just this intense pain. And that's what snapped me out of it. And I found out later I broke my pelvis. But um but I had brought my kids there because they had this chimpanzee that that skated. That's why we were there. That's why we were dressed up in those suits. We were shooting for wild boys. Ah. And yeah. that was the whole thing, was the theme of the day was that this chimpanzee could skate and we we're skating with him or behind him. He doesn't like you skating ahead of him because he <laughs> comes to attack you. But so we we're skating behind him and then and then we were doing our own tricks on the side. So I thought it'd be fun for my kids to come see this champ skating. And then when I first woke up, I just said, Oh shit, where are my kids? Yeah. Um, and luckily my friend had come with me and he had already driven him home. He saw what was happening with me and he's like, and got them out of sight and, uh, he brought them home. So that was, that was what I remember from that day. It was like, Oh, my hip hurts. Where are my kids?
0: God damn dude. Oh. And the one day you bring your kids.
1: Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they probably, they do I mean get to one of your kids skates right small, now, but,
0: right? Uh, Riley, he's, they all skate actually They all skate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my oldest son is a pro skater. How, how's that been like giving him, you know, his, his space to grow and be his guy. I mean, like, do you kind of feel like you walk a line with that? Like, um, having a, a son who's pursuing the same thing?
1: Yeah, I think I, it was tricky at first, especially when he started coming into his own, because there were, there were, claims of, of nepotism or favoritism or, yeah. or whatever or like he has all this handed to him and it's like you, you can't fake skating you can't buy skating you know skating's so hard it's yeah. just it you're either working at it or you're not and you're willing to go through the trials and tribulations to get there um so i backed off a bit especially when he started to to get a name for himself and then he got his own sponsor and that's that's when everything shifted where he was more recognized for being a talent than just being my son. Um so I backed off in that sense but now we've come a long way. I mean he's almost 30 and it it's more fun to do stuff together now than it than it was way back then.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's a good that's a, it's good that you have that perspective. And I know your dad was pretty supportive but in like a different way, right? Like he was pretty hardcore about like uh, getting out there and getting you out there skating and Supporting what you were doing, which probably wasn't a normal thing for a dad back then in that sport Not
1: at all. No, I mean my dad I think well it it all stems from his childhood. because he he had no support, but um, He was a world war ii veteran and he saw what skating did for me in terms of my self-confidence and and my sense of identity and he wanted to support that and And um, yeah, most of my friends they had to get rides to the skate park from my dad (laughs) Because their parents didn't want them skating.
0: Yeah, like, like under the cover of darkness, like,
1: uh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of them had to hide it.
0: Yeah. No shit. And you had a, ha- yeah. did you, you bought a, a house or a duplex or something like that? Like at what age, how old were you when you, you had enough money uh, was, to do that? sort I, of thing?
1: I was a senior in high school. Um, <laughs> and I, my dad was, was worried that I was making all this money and not being, uh, responsible with it. And so he said, I think you should invest in property and, and these this new, um, development had just come up available uh, right near us. yeah. And so I, uh, I put a down payment down and actually moved in during my senior year, um, which made things very challenging to stay focused on schoolwork.
0: Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, like I'm surprised you did any, like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Cause you know, when you're, when you're a senior, it's like whose parents are out of town? Who's having the party? I was like, my parents are always out of town. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm over here.
0: I got a pool and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a pool yet, but I did have a hot tub, and that was a big hit. Hot tub is enough, dude, as a senior. Yeah, that's it. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem, in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia call 1-800-GAMBLER, and in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. Give me a sense of how quick the fame came for you, and like how quick the success and the money, because that has to be a lot. You look at a lot of these ind- individual sport guys and gals, and it's like it just the whole world kind of comes down on them at a young age. And I really feel for these young athletes.
1: Um, it seemed very quick. Uh, yeah. it, it, it it went. It came very quickly, and then it went away very quickly. But um, I think somewhere around age sixteen yeah like 16 i started to get people recognizing me when i was out and about and it was weird because it was still not cool like skating wasn't really cool but there was this underground um movement of people that were getting into it so i would fly to florida for a big competition over the weekend you know sign autographs have fans whatever come back to school and be a ghost to school yeah because it just wasn't cool so at some point that started to change more that people were interested in it. I think around 16, 17. And then it felt like, it felt like we were on top of the world. It felt like, like this was never going to end. And it's really challenging to have that kind of success when you're, you know, I didn't even know who I was yet. And all of a sudden people are looking at me for, for being an example or a role model. And I was like, role model for what? Like I'm, I'm just trying to meet girls and yeah. go. Be, you know what I mean. And pick up some of these big ass. Ride a skateboard.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember. I was. I heard you had to put those big ass checks in the uh, in first class or or in the cabin. I don't know if oh, you yeah. fly first class, but
1: no, <laughs> no, no. We were not flying. That's the other thing. Yeah, I, I came home from a big competition. in know, that's right in St. Louis, and I had one of those oversized checks, and they put it up in the first class closet. You know, with the suits. <laughs>
0: But That's I had cool. to go sit in the coach. Seat. That was cooler than to put your baggage up in first class. Was cool, yeah. And you're six three. You can't be sitting in coach. That was one thing I noticed about you <laughs> when I when I when I stood next to you. I was like, this dude's tall, and I kind of wonder is that like what go. Skaters all different heights, right? Like is are there more tall skaters is it more challenging in some ways? Is it easier in some ways? Like what
1: advantages to each? Yeah. I can't say one is is better than the other. I grew up as a runt, so I I you know, I yeah. I formed I formed my style when I was very small. And that is kind of the reason that I have that I do the tricks I do is because I didn't have the strength to muscle into the air. I fi- had to figure out how to sort of launch into the air on my own and so um, when I got taller, that stuff became a little easier because suddenly I had way more strength. I go way higher. Well,
0: it's funny. We were just talking about like basketball players and like a, a you know, a six ten guy who has guard skills, like growing up. And then he hits a growth spurt. Like you got to learn as a guard and then you have all this power and height at some point. It's like a, it's dangerous, you know, for everybody else. Yeah. Um,
1: I think when I got taller, the, the big ramps, the bigger ramps seemed way more, uh, comfortable to me
0: yeah I bet and some of those ramps are insane dude uh like tell me what's next in the sport because you know I watched the dunk contest not to go right back to basketball but I'm sometimes I'm like what more can these guys do you know like yep. like how more, how much more creative can people be and is there like an inflation factor to the currency of doing a really great trick you know like people are like I've seen that a bunch it's still just as amazing but, like, once people catch up and replicate, you know, I kind of wonder what's next because I've noticed young sport, right? Relative to all the, these other sports, but it, there's been a lot of ebbs and flows. Like, you go from parks to, to you know, street skating to, you know, verts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to butcher the lingo, man. I don't want to be a fucking poser here, but no, you got it. You got you're it. In the See, pocket. I might, I might <laughs> <laughs> This is good. My six year old wants to skate. No, I didn't sound like a, a, a goober with Tony Hawk. But, like, what's next, dude?
1: uh it it keeps it keeps progressing it keeps evolving i i don't i can't say what's next but i can tell you that the tricks that that people were dreaming about or only doing once for a video uh 20 years ago are now the normal yeah and that the, the kind of thing that you is is what you'd get for a baseline for your tricks if you're trying to make a career out of it so Or for instance, like, yeah, I did the 900 in 1999. Um, Since then, uh, Mitchie Brusco, just a couple of years ago, did a 1260. He went a full 360 beyond what I did because he had a bigger ramp. He had more airtime. He has spatial awareness. He was a gymnast. And that, you know, yeah, sure. It's 20 years for a full 360, but it is still evolving. And the tricks that you see, especially like the street stuff, is so highly technical and it's just a combo of all these existing tricks that we really only ever were able to do in video games before.
0: Did you ever have to like kind of chill out with the street stuff, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Cause that seems like a little bit different game, you know, like they both seem Uh, dangerous as hell to me, but you know,
1: and also just, well, I learned, I learned how to skate in pools because. In my day, especially in the late '70s, early '80s, you either skated pools, which were the Dogtown Z Boys crew, which right. was the cool crew, yeah. or you did freestyle, which was like like ice skating or or dancing or you know doing pirouettes. Right. I didn't want to dance; I wanted to I wanted to do the cool stuff, yeah. and so I wanted to skate pool. I wanted to fly, right? <laughs> so there was no there was no street skating in the way that people think of it now. And then as street skating started to evolve, my style was kind of rooted in 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 transition skating and ramp skating. And so when I would go do stuff, it just looked clunky. Yeah. Um, and I remember coming home from a tour this is probably around like 90, 1994, 96, maybe. And I had rolled one ankle right at the beginning of the tour. I was skating with a, with an ankle rolled one ankle street skating. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: and then I, I was wearing an ankle brace on that. Then on the last week of the tour, I was doing a a little, a little trick on the street, rolled the other ankle worse, came home. I was literally, we're driving. We had a van for our tour. So I'm driving home from St. Louis with one foot up driving with ice on it. And and just thinking like this, I can't do this. Like if I want to keep skating, street skating is, and, and the other thing is I'm not moving the needle with any of the stuff I'm doing.
0: Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks, tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Lite. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Lite. My perfect Miller Lite situation, the air's crisp, leaves are turning, I got a cooler full of Miller Lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV, And I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. (laughs) And I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste. Your friends love it. It's got low calories and carbs. And it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion, and Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor, you want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold or go to millerlite.com/greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the Greenlight podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I heard you say you were broke in the mid-90s. Is that tr- that's true? Like th- that that that's a...
1: Uh yeah, I was struggling for you sure, struggling. but I'm just saying like I, I, in terms of in terms of what street skating and yeah. what people were appreciating I wasn't doing the the bigger more technical stuff. Got I was it. just trying to fit in. Yeah. And then that was really the moment when I was driving home from that tour that I said, if I'm going to keep skating, I gotta, I gotta stay in my comfort zone. I gotta, I gotta keep skating ramps. Cause okay. that's the only way I'm going to have any longevity. And it was kind of, it was risky because the only way you're going to make a living in that time was being a street skater. Luckily around that same time, rollerblading t- took off and so I got a bunch of jobs being the guest skater during rollerblade shows.
0: Rollerblading,
1: right? So I, I was I was the skateboard I was like the skateboarder special guest in got the rollerblade exhibition.
0: How do skateboarders feel about rollerblading? It feels like a distant. Oh, cousin. I mean, there's very always distant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just in those days there was a lot of animosity just because it was like, wait, what? This we've <laughs> yeah. been riding these ramps for years. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and yeah. um, but I, I I didn't I didn't bite the hand that fed I was I was in. I was doing, uh, uh, amusement park, uh, parking lot demos with inline skaters for a hundred bucks a day. And it was paying the rent and I, I didn't complain
0: in your whole career. What's the weirdest place you were asked to go skate?
1: Um, wow. That's a good question. Uh, well, I got to skate in one of those zero gravity planes. No. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's how did that, that, I mean you can look did it up feel?
0: online. <laughs> it felt like there was no gravity, awesome. I would imagine. But tell me, yeah, tell was, me more.
1: <laughs> was, I mean I did. The coolest part, not it wasn't zero gravity. The coolest part was like the third gravity. Uh-huh. Because you could Ollie and and your boards floating up. You can grab it either way. You can flip it a bunch of times. That was the that was probably the, the biggest uh eye
0: opener. That's so cool. Well you just okay, you just said Ollie. Like I was looking up some of the your your moves. Stale fish. Saran wrap, Madonna. There's an eggplant in there. Like, where do these? Like, were you and your dudes just like kind of hanging out, drinking, and naming tricks, or how did these come about?
1: I mean, in in the early '80s, skating was just the wild west, and and yeah. if you made up a trick, the unspoken rule was that you get to name it. And so, we just came up with the dumbest names. So, you know, eggplant like, uh, just out of the sky. Well, it, I didn't invent the eggplant, but okay. I, like uh, when you, when you, when you balance on one hand at the top of the ramp, that's called a hand plant originally. So this is using the front hand instead of the backhand, which was a new thing. So it had to have a new name so that it became the eggplant. Um, stale fish was actually, I got, that's a funny story. That's a grab that I created and it's, it's a way of grabbing your board. You kind of use your backhand between your heels and, uh, I was at a skate camp in Sweden and I was keeping a journal cause we were there for five weeks and we were bored out of our minds. Um, and this guy came into my room while I was writing and grabbed my journal, you know, totally rude. Yeah. And, and I was keeping it kind of cryptic. And, and he wrote, he read stale fish, what's stale fish. And it was actually the lunch that we had. They, <laughs> they gave us a tin of a whole fish in Sweden. And so, I just wrote down, like, just to keep a reminder that we had that lunch. And he goes, Stalefish, is that that grab where you you
0: reach behind your foot and you do it? I go, yeah. Yes, it is. It is now. Sure. It is now, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And Madonna? Is that you or uh, somebody Madonna,
1: else? I, no, I named that because uh, it was a trick that I had just learned. And my friend and I were talking and I said, you know, I, I've been learning all these tricks and I feel like no one wants to learn the tricks that I'm doing. He goes, well, a lot of them are just too technical. I said, yeah, but I feel like there's some tricks that I'm doing that, that wouldn't be that hard to learn. I, or they just think they're not cool. And he's like, well, then you got to name it something trendy. Mm. And it was
0: 1985. That t- yeah, that was the thing to name it in 85. That was it, yeah. And it, it, it,
1: it works. Yeah. People still talk about it. People, people did it in the Olympics. So I guess there was she, something there.
0: She's still famous, you know? So it, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of works out. I
1: did. I did actually... Uh, I broke my leg in March and I've had a pretty, I've had a a difficult recovery, but um, about two weeks ago on Madonna's birthday, I relearned Madonna's.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool, man. Congratulations. That's gotta be, is is it like the rehab process now has just gotta really suck, huh?
1: Yeah, but I'm glad I didn't get hurt like this in the seventies or eighties. Right.
0: Right. It was a femur. Um, Did I hear my femur? Yeah. That's the big one. Uh, Yeah, that's a big one. I I do.
1: I do feel like in the last, in the last couple of weeks, I've turned a corner with my recovery and I'm able to finally keep my speed up. And so I have a lot more hope than I did even a month ago.
0: That's great, man. I saw like one of your buddies did the great wall of China, which I think is pretty cool. Danny way. Danny
1: way jumped it. Yeah.
0: So is there like a landmark that you, that you're like, man, I want to jump over that. I want to ride that, (laughs) that rail or whatever, (laughs) you know, like I want (sighs) to. I want to, you know, like the, is there, is there somewhere in the world that you you're percolating in your brain about,
1: um, no, actually I I've had an idea for a while to sort of resurrect some, some famous, uh, skate bowls from my youth. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be pretty cool to bring a modern skating to these bowls that are now defunct or, or skate spots. But, um, no, I've never, I've never thought about, uh, I mean, I got invited to a Father's Day event uh, during the Obama administration, and I skated through the White House without permission.
0: That was pretty cool. That's cool as hell. Okay, there you go. Skated through the White House. That's cool. How much did the video (laughs) game change things for you? You know, speaking of, you know, skating really cool play. I mean, it looked really. I, I, I was never a skater, but you know, it it really hooked me in. I was mashing buttons back in. Was it like when did it come out like 99 or something? 99, yeah. Yeah, like how did that change? Uh, it changed the my game? life. Yeah, it, it, changed it your absolutely.
1: Life? Yeah. I mean, it, it it in terms of my um, well, definitely my success, but also my my choices. Like right. I didn't have to do these parking lot demos to make ends meet anymore. Um, and I could focus, it really changed my skating because I could focus more on just my skating at my leisure, and and in those years especially the first few years of the video game um, worked probably when I was in the, in the best skating uh, zone I've ever been in. Um, and also like in terms of opportunities, it opened doors. I never imagined.
0: Yeah. Like um, you said you're in the best skating zone. Like, what does that feel like?
1: Uh, like I could just reach in to my bag of tricks from all through the years, and do them on uh, any any time, anyhow. And we were we were on tour during those years, like 2002, 2005 ish on on the Boom Boom Hucksham tour, which was an arena tour with a huge ramp um, and motorcycles flying over us and BMX riders. And in those years, I just felt like I was learning really uh, innovative tricks, but also I had all my previous skill set. And so it was like, I had the best of both worlds and I could, I could sway back and forth.
0: Um, yeah, those tours were a blast. Is there like a flow state that you, you like, you know, I hear like some great athletes. I always tried to get yeah. in a flow state. I guess I just couldn't quite get there. Yeah.
1: You know, it's not, I can't <laughs> say it's something that, that like it, it, it just happens. It's not yeah. something that I go in it. Like I'm going to get in that mode. Yeah. It's more like, Oh, I'm in it. Oh, I can, I can expand on this. I can do more stuff. Um, I mean, at some point you just feel like things are flowing so easily. Like I'll just be singing along to the music that's
0: playing. That's crazy. Like up there doing the trick, you're in the air and you're coming along to something.
1: Yeah. That's when I know that, that I don't have to try so hard.
0: Isn't that a nice place to be? (laughs)
1: It is, but there are other days when I go in and I'm all wobbly and I can't make basic tricks, so
0: it evens out. So, like, let me ask you this. Well, first question, was there an anti-flow state for you, an anti-flow, like, kind of, you said these were your best years, like, was there ever a slump for you? Do skaters get in slumps where they just can't break out of something?
1: Um, Not slumps, but definitely um, just bad days.
0: Yeah. What usually leads to a bad day? I know it could be all types of things in your life, but, like, the day before an event, can you go out and get, like, Fucked up? Can you do, can you sleep five hours and go to an event the next day? Like, do you do you guys treat your bodies like athletes, like because you are? But do you treat them like you know, you're maximizing your rest and recovery? Is there a nutrition? piece of skating or is it just like we just roll
1: well definitely i make more effort with that now um and i'm I'm not out i have too many kids yeah Yeah, (laughs) but believe me but i I think that there there were times definitely in in my 20s and 30s that yeah i would i would go a little too far the night before and still be able to bring it all together the next day but eventually that came to an end i think i did i did have one time where we were out in New York and then we had to do a big demo the next day, but it was out of, outside of the city. And I actually flew off the side of the ramp No, because I was so like, disoriented. Uh, like on the
0: upside of it?
1: No. Well, uh, as I was coming down the ramp, I just kind of, I was still at an angle. So I kind of shot off the near the flat, but still up in the air. Damn, dude, you, were, you had a that, night. That, that gave me a sense of, of reality, like, <laughs> hey, you're not invincible. This is, you know, this is real.
0: Yeah, no question. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down, don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. You know, I mentioned my, my son Waylon, he's six years old and he used to make me last year during the pandemic when we couldn't go places, you know, indoors. And you you know how this is, you need to get your kids outside. It's like, holy shit, what do I do? Um, I take him to the skate park cause he just loved to watch people skate. Like thought they were the coolest people in the world, but I'm such an outsider that I'm like, son, I don't even know what to tell you about any of this. Like we're just watching these (laughs) motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, it looks cool. I'm right there with you. So if I'm going to introduce him to the sport more formally, is there a young skater that he should be following along?
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's the answer really. I feel like, um, you got to let him, explore it for himself my best advice especially to parents with with kids that age is get them all the right gear and and safety gear and whatnot but also take him to the skate park early in the morning because that's when only little kids and old dudes like me are there and the older guys are going to watch out when you go there during prime hours it's like a collision course yeah you don't know where to stand you don't know you know everyone's in the way and there's a certain sort of expert flow that you need to get into but if, if you take them early like between eight and 10 AM, that's the the best hours to learn.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good tip. And then you just said it, like there's this etiquette that exists and guys are just like, it's muscle memory. Like we know the rules of the skate park. And you know, like any outsider, I don't want to break the code. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, find myself in a skate park code break. So what are the, like the no-nos at a skate park?
1: Um, Don't stand on the obstacles. That's number one. Okay. (laughs) You know, if you see a set of stairs, don't sit on the stairs. Okay. Don't stand on, on the the, the, the top of them or the bottom of them. If there's a ledge or something, stay away from the the landing zone of that ledge. It, it's all, you know, it, people will tell you, um, in not so friendly ways to not be there, but you can kind of figure it out. I think more, most parks have a certain flow of structure in terms of the direction of skaters. Yeah. And if you're opposing that, if you're like doing cross traffic, that's when it gets dangerous.
0: Okay. And is there like a slang word that refers to like a goofy dad that shouldn't be at the skate park that I got to watch out for if I hear some kids saying it?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but it would be thrown at me too. So
0: okay, no, don't I don't think it. so. What's your fame like? Because I know you're fam- you're one of the... I was asking before you came on, I was like, is he the most famous person we had on the show? They were like, I don't know, Shaq. Like, I'm like, yeah, you guys, I mean, you're globally famous, but you also seem to occupy a niche where you can slide into a coffee shop and maybe somebody's like, are you that guy? Like, what's your, your, your kind of level of fame and how do you deal with that?
1: Um, yeah, it's not, I think in, for me personally, um, a lot of people think of me as kind of stuck in the years of the video game series. So when they, they know my name, but they don't expect this face to be old yeah so i get that a lot where it's just like what like oh and they see my name and, and it's just like well it can't be him because he doesn't look like the dude from the let me tell you how time works game. kid yeah that's so i i get that but um but more often than not it's it's like oh hey like, you're tony yeah um oh. but i can't say it's on the level of
0: shack no way no i think you're up there i mean yeah Shaq, he's so tall he's so recognizable but yeah i yeah. um I think Snipes. I think a lot of
1: times I just look like I just look like some suburban dad that yeah. dresses like which is awesome you know like <laughs> a, a, a teenager or something and so that kind of throws people off um, but all the stories I share about people either mistaking me or not sure if it's me or yeah. saying I'm someone else that's all all those are true I'm I'm not making any of that stuff up that's
0: so good and obviously the Wesley Snipes meme has just gone so like it's like uh, it's like <laughs> it's like part of the internet's fabric and, uh, yeah. I wonder when y'all met for the first time, like he knew right away about the meme or he, did didn't, you, know. he didn't know, you had to explain the meme to Wesley all. Snipes.
1: I had to explain to him. Yeah. So <gasps> how did that go? <laughs> so that was last year at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, um, my friends were doing the, the catering for yeah. the, um, for the Oscars. So yeah. we left the show early and it was all, you know, all like chaos was happening anyway. So we left the show early and we went up to talk to them and, uh, wesley snipes was one of the first people to come up up the stairs and my first reaction was i have to get a photo of wesley snipes you know to go with this this meme thing that was happening and i approached him and then i explained it to him and he's like well what what's it from what's from i go you know it's from it's it's new jack city he's like he's like what do you mean and and then i showed him the thing he's like oh yeah 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 and then I said, and I had shown what I wrote under it. Yeah, like I have to explain the whole thing to him. The so if thing. you see photos of us, half of the photos are me showing him my phone, trying to explain <laughs> what this thing is. And I was like, it would be cool to get a photo together because it shows that we have some unity, or that I, you know, I was spared after explaining the he whole was,
0: thing. Yes, <laughs> it was process. like. A, it was like a two minute pitch. God damn, dude. But it's good being you. Cause he's like, I'm talking to Tony Hawk. I'm going to sit here and like, yeah, we're going to see this thing he was through. He
1: was very cool about it.
0: Yeah. Um, but and mean, we got the know. photo and then that, that went, I, I, you know. So the video game changed your life. Uh, X games changed, you know, skating. Was that, was that a big shift? Did that, you know, kind of do something for the sport in some way?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. It was weird that, that they wanted it to be grouped into and and labeled as extreme like that, that rubbed us the wrong way. Cause it was like, we have nothing to do with rock climbing or sky surfing or bungee jumping. Like, you know, just because we skate doesn't mean we're extreme athletes, but at the same time, I understood that they didn't really know what would work either. And I feel like through the years, Uh, it got refined and then the, the, the sort of the, the sports that had more staying power rose to the top. So it was skateboarding, uh, BMX, motocross, um, you know, snowboarding, surfing. And so, uh, and, and definitely that in combination with, with having a video game, um, you know, that changed everything
0: for me. What's the one X game sport you watch and you're like, damn, those guys, they're extreme. Motocross. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, what we
1: do is is very trial and error based. We can try stuff and bail and fall and get up yeah. try it again. If you don't make your first time, you know, of a motocross backflip, it's tragic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that You don't get heavy. to
1: just knee slide down the landing.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. They I mean all y'all have balls, man. It's like just different <laughs> classifications. So skate yeah. park project um Tell me about what you've been doing there and how important it is to have access to, to, to this sport.
1: When I grew up, I I happened to live near one of the last skate parks that existed in the US. And that was my home way from home. Like I literally figured out which, which school bus went closest to the skate park. <laughs> and yes. I would take that school bus so out, out from school. So, um, I, and that was where I formed my sense of identity, my, my got my sense of self-confidence, found my community and that was never lost on me. And so when I had a chance to affect any kind of change or to give back at all, I wanted it to be in the form of skate parks. So we started the Tony Hawk Foundation 20 years ago, and now it is known as the Skate Park Project. And um, we've helped to fund uh, almost a thousand skate parks now uh, in amazing. in all 50 states and some extensions through Skatistan uh, internationally. And uh, it's my proudest work because I feel like there are so many kids that are that feel disenfranchised that that choose to skate and they don't have any place to go or they're told not to do it because because they're ruining public property. And it's like if you if you find something that that speaks to youth, that empowers them, that gives them a good state of mental health, why would you discourage them from doing it?
0: You're damn right. and you're probably putting them in places where they're needed.
1: Uh, I, yeah, we're, I, I think that we're much more effective with our work and our money now, and we've hit yeah. a great stride in terms of, uh, support.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, that's great work. And, um, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate the extra time. Um, Tony yeah, Hawk, man. everybody, this was uh, a blast. Our first skater ever, and we did it the right <laughs> way. So dude, nice meeting you. Thank you.
1: You too. I appreciate it.